if you happen to stumble in this video and you are someone that is struggling, you are someone that has walked away from home, I am telling you right now, there is hope. I remember a season of my life where I felt there is no way. There is no way that things could be mended. There is no way that I could have a relationship with the Lord like I used to. There is no way he will take me back. There is no way my marriage could work. There is no way my family could ever be together. There is no way I have screwed up too much. I am too deep. I have messed up too much. I had those thoughts. I had that feeling. I've cried myself to sleep thinking I am stuck. I am stuck. I am stuck. I felt stuck. I'm telling you, I felt stuck. And it's what kept me away. It's why I, I kept pushing people away because I felt stuck. I felt there was no hope. But guess what? Enemy's a liar. There is hope. There is hope. And for those of you that are standing, for those of you that are believing, I am telling you, there's hope. There's hope. Hey, everyone. Welcome to our YouTube channel. My name is Armando. Um, I'm starting something new with you guys. I've been following us for a little bit. I want to do a little bit of more studies with you guys and particularly book studies. There's one book that I talk a lot about. Um, and I'm guessing if you are watching this, you already guessed it. Yes, it is The Secrets of the Secret Place by Bob Sorge. Uh, and I want to share a little bit of why this book is so special to me. Um, again, this is the book right here. I'm going to put in the description a link to this book. There's this one. I think there's one that's legacy. It's a different cover. Um, but this book is very special. Typically, I'm in the secret place with my word and this book. Um, it's it's just here. I treat it. I, I don't I don't read this book continually. I just, you know, read it, pick it up. Um, I saw about to speak to me through it. But um, I've been reading this book ever since I came back to him. And I came back to my wife and my family. I actually have a tattoo here. It says Secret Place. Um, it has the number 9-11 on it. Um, and that's, you know, Psalms 91-1. Secret Place. Such an important place. So I wanted to start a kind of like a book club. Let's read together. But first, in this first video, if you don't have the book, go get it. In our next episode, next week, I want you guys to be already read through chapter 1, 2, and 3. Uh, we're going to take it slow, but one, two, and three, and we will dive into this book together in this channel. Fun? All right. So let's get to it. I'm going to share a little bit on how this book came onto my hands and a little bit of my testimony as a prodigal and returning home to my wife and my family and ultimately to him. Um, so... I've already shared a little bit of our story, but you know, there was, there was a time where I, I did walk away from the home and, um, God is so faithful to pursue us. I mean, when I tell you he came after me, he came after me. Um, interesting enough, no one knew about it. No one knew. I, I kept it a secret that he was actually coming after me. And in that time, it was a very sweet time. I was actually getting a little closer to my sister. She had handed me some books. One of them, was Corey Russell's book on, um, it was called Pursuit of the Holy. It's kind of the first time I ever heard someone talk about God as father and this whole bridegroom and us being the bride of Christ and getting over that whole thing. I'm a bride. I, I am. You're a bride. And it really touched me because I was in a very dark spot in my life. So that 
began this thing inside of me. And, you know, um, if you haven't seen those videos, um, go ahead and watch them. I'll, I'll put them in the description. It goes into the story and when I came back home. And as soon as I got back home, I felt this burning desire to move to Kansas City. So I did. I moved to Kansas City. It was part of a place called International House of Prayer. Well, one of the books, one of the first books that they read as students that are part of their internship program is this book right here, Secrets of the Secret Place by Bob Sorge. Um, Basically, the book is about his journey into the secret place. This is a man that has been through a lot in his physical health and how he basically stuck to it, stuck to, you know, Jesus says that um, the word God says that Jesus had a custom. He had an ethos. He had a thing that he would get away often to be with the father. Um, and even when he is instructing the disciples and how to pray before then, he actually tells them where to pray. And he says, go into the secret place. I'm getting into chapter one. I don't want to get into chapter one, but you know, essentially he tells them where to pray. He says, they are in the secret place. He is there waiting. My secret place is actually behind me. I guess it's not a secret anymore, but that couch, that little green chair that you see there. I come here with a blanket, cover my head, and I just spend time with Abba here every morning. Um, anyway, when I got up to Kansas City, I went up by myself. Uh, Shella and I um, got remarried at that, at, that, at that point, and I went up by myself to kind of find a job and get um, accustomed with the area, see how I could be involved with the ministries, you know, just get involved. Right. So I was living with my sister and I looked in her bookshelf and um, this book was in it. So I started to read. And when I tell you, it was like medicine. And I'll tell you why it was medicine. For those of you that are praying for a prodigal or maybe you're a prodigal yourself and maybe you've returned home, maybe you're struggling one of my biggest struggles that I was having um, was feeling shame. I was feeling a lot of shame, a lot of guilt. Um, in fact, one of the main reasons I moved to Kansas City and even trying to get into the ministry side of things is because I thought to myself, well, if I'm in ministry, it will help me not sin as much. It will help me stay focused. Um Granted, another rhyme mentality. Still, God uses everything. Um, so I began reading this book, and I begin to see this father that really enjoy speaking to his people and spending time with his children. Um, it was very special. I remember, I'm going to tell you an encounter that I had. I was reading one of the chapters and one of the chapters he says why don't you put this book away he literally says put this book away why don't you sit with him and i'll allow him to minister over you and so i did i did the exercise that he said and i remember i laid down i'm getting emotional sharing it this is one of one of my first encounters with god when i returned back home um hmm so I was laying there. I was I was actually fasting at that time too. I was really hungry to go after the Lord. Um I was so tired. 
of living the life that I was living. And in my immature self, I, I wanted all of him, but I thought I had to work towards it, you know? But in his faithfulness, he still met me in that yes, you know? So I was laying there, I put the book down, and I'm just inviting him into the moment. And I remember feeling my body felt really heavy, like really heavy, like I, I couldn't move. And I just laid there. Um, and I had this picture. And I've probably shared this before, but I'm going to share it again. I don't care. I had this picture. And in this picture, I was what looked like a really big white room. This white room, I remember seeing this almost figure walking towards me. And he would um like light up. Like it, he would become like, like I couldn't look at him and how bright it was. And and it came it get it started getting closer and closer and closer. And I remember to myself not feeling fear, but feeling like this this overwhelming feeling. Um as he got closer, I I just knew. I, I knew I knew it was Jesus. I just knew it was Jesus. And I remember him picking me up like a baby. Like like a baby, like nothing. Like if I was air, he picked me up, looked me in the eyes and says, Mandy, my nickname is Mandy. Everyone that loves me calls me Mandy. My family, my wife. She only calls me Armando when I'm in trouble. <laughs> oh no, she calls me Ramos. Ramos. Uh, so funny. But he called me Mandy. And immediately I thought to myself, man, the people that love me call me that. And he says, I am so happy. He began to tell me how proud he was of me. I am so proud of you. I was laying there. My sister tells me that she actually came home for lunch. She was actually part of the worship team at IHOP, International House of Prayer. And she came home and she says that I looked like I was out, out, and she didn't want to bother me. But she she said, I knew you were going through something. Um, Man, he began to show me so many things in that time, how he has set me apart, how proud he was of me. I remember he had this backpack and he took this cape out of the backpack. And I remember when I used to run for the Lord before my fall, before my my crazy time, I was really hungry for miracles and signs and wonders. And I will pray for everyone in the street. And, and I, I, I will, I remember saying, he's like, I'm I'm a superhero for God. I mean, I got, he's on me. I'm, I'm going to do his, his will. And it's funny because he, he had, um, he took out this thing from a backpack and it was like a cape and it had the, my initials on it. And he's like, you're, you're my superhero. You're, I mean, it was just, I felt like a kid. I felt like a kid again. Um, anyway, I woke, I woke up from that and just feeling so ministered to, um, by him. But that came from that season of picking up this book. And really enjoying him. Now it's been, it's been a journey. It's been a deep journey. I'm telling you, one of the hardest things for those of you that are are either standing for your marriage or are standing for a prodigal, for a son, for someone that um, has walked away from the Lord. One of the things that I was battling with the most was offense, was um, 
not 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 offense was a result of actually um what i was feeling but shame that shame and i remember for a lot of time all the offense that i will have all the arguments that i will get into was because there was this these things that i was holding this pressure that i was putting on myself you know when in reality he's there he he, he loved nothing could separate me from his love you know so i was in this place of of just healing with him um and it took it took a it took a journey it, it, it really was a journey um but i'm telling you one of the biggest things one of the biggest things um for you guys that are praying is to really pray for for his reality for his love you know romans 12 talks about becoming a living sacrifice a lot of people know romans 12 as the renewal of the mind right it's really hard to renew your mind if you don't actually read that whole verse and go through the process of that verse, that verse starts with by his mercies. So if you don't understand his mercies, there will never be a way that you will get to a place of renewing your mind, right? You will always live this life that has the wrong view of God towards you. Yes, he is a jealous God. Yes, he hates sin, but he loves you and he pursues you, right? So the moment I began to understand, and this book was very a big tool for me to understand his mercies and, and how much his desire was to be with me, then I began to let all those things down. Then all the offense, all the um, shame that I was carrying began to, to fall away. And it really um, brought healing in a deeper level to our, to our marriage, um, to the way we interacted with each other. Right. So there was a time where it was really hard for Chella and I, and I, and I was still struggling a lot with offense. I will, I will go from zero to 100 in a matter of seconds when anything around me reminded me of how bad I felt and how, how bad I felt for what I have done. And, you know, for a little bit there, I was, I was working so hard to gain his approval of God and, and, and others that it was exhausting. It was exhausting, but it was the, the moment when I realized Romans 12, when that Bible verse became real to me, Romans 12, um, that I began to understand that, man, my wife is in the same team as me or the people around me on the same team as me. Um, and it, it just became almost, I began to live again as a son, right? Um, it was just incredible. But anyway, this this book w was very instrumental in that season. So I, I want to take a deep dive into this book again. This is probably the eighth time I read it. But I want to read it with you guys. Um, you know, again, I'm going to put it in the description. And um, let's just read together. Let's see what happens. And let's take it slow. Um, I, again, you know, chapter one, two, and three are kind of kind of go together. We may read, we may stay in a chapter for a month. I don't know. We'll see what happens, but I want to do it together with you guys. I want to kind of bring you into uh, my experiences with God um, and how much the secret place has been a part of the way I live, the way I think, how it has transformed my life. Um, it really is, has been the key. It's been the key. You know, I don't know if you guys remember um, Jesus sharing the story of the prodigal son. There was a time where this son was so lost. And when he realized how much he had messed up, um, he had this plan in his mind. I'll, I'll become a servant. I'll, I'll eat from the crumbs. This is better than where I am right now. 
and he had this plan to serve and and he had this plan set in motion but here's what happens when that father is sitting on that porch and sees his son that father ran and the son didn't even have a chance to explain what he wanted to do to feel this belonging the father loved him robed him put a ring in his finger and celebrated this that's that's the encounter i've had with god that's that's the reality that i have experienced with him um and it's just been amazing and i tell you there's hope there's hope if you're praying for someone right now there's hope and if you're if you happen to stumble in this video and you are someone that is struggling you are someone that has walked away from home i am telling you right now there is hope i remember a season of my life where i felt there is no way there is no way that things could be mended. There is no way that I could have a relationship with the Lord like I used to. There is no way he will take me back. There is no way my marriage could work. There is no way my family could ever be together. There is no way I have screwed up too much. I am too deep. I have messed up too much. I had those thoughts. I had that feeling. I've cried myself to sleep thinking I am stuck. I am stuck. I am stuck. I felt stuck. I'm telling you, I felt stuck. And it's what kept me away. And it's why I, I kept pushing people away because I felt stuck. I felt there was no hope. Well, guess what? Enemy is a liar. There is hope. There is hope. And for those of you that are standing, for those of you that are believing, I am telling you there's hope. There's hope. The hope is him. It's, it's about him. Hope is not your spouse returning home. Hope is getting so lost in his presence and finding what you're really looking for, which is him. So join me in this reading plan. Get the book. I'll be here next week talking about chapter one, two, and three. Love you guys. I'm praying for you. In fact, I'm going to pray right now. Father, I thank you for um, the people that are following us. I thank you for this tribe. Father, I pray for everyone that is standing in the gap for something. Father, I ask for your, um, your peace. I ask for your strength. Holy Spirit, would you come near the brokenhearted even now? Father, you've done it, you've done it with me. You, you came after me. You chased me down. You kissed me. You, oh my goodness, I, I cannot thank you enough for what you've done for me. But I ask you, Father, that you also do it for those that are believing for their loved ones. I pray for every prodigal, for every person that feels lost and stuck. I ask you, Father, that you begin to whisper hope just like you did with me. Whisper love, hope. Whisper honor. I ask you, Father, that you embrace those who are far away from you. Even now, Abba. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. And we thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you so much. Guys, thank you so much for watching. Again, get the book. It's in the description. Watch this videos. Um, I want to thank everyone that's been supported the film project. We really want to get this film done. And guess what? The reason we're fundraising is because we want to give it away. We want to give it away. I have a production team ready to start filming. All we need to do is raise the funds. So if you can, support. If you can't support financially, keep on praying. Um, keep sharing it. One of the ways that you could actually help 
It's actually subscribing to this channel, sharing these videos, commenting. I love to see the comments of you guys encouraging each other. So continue doing that because that's what it's about. Let's encourage each other. Let's love each other. Let's pray for each other. Let's be a community of believers that actually help each other grow in hope. Blessings. Love you guys.